Unleavened Bread Ministries presents From your hands, your feet, your side Unleavened Bread Bible Studies with David Eels Can quench my thirsting soul Pure as water make me whole Let your streams of mercy flow Oh Jesus, I trust in you So, again, a person who walks in faith will be born of God. And whatsoever part of him walks in faith will be born of God. And whatsoever part of him loves his brother will be born of God. And if he doesn't, he won't bear any fruit. He'll stop growing right there. It won't bear fruit. In verse 18, We know that whatsoever is born of God sinneth not. But he that was born of God keepeth himself, and the evil one toucheth him not. Now, you may argue about who this is, it is Christ in you. Because he was born of God, he keepeth himself. And when Christ in you is able to keep himself in you, we know that whosoever is born of God, begotten, born, same word, sinneth not. But he that was begotten of God, that is your spiritual man, he was begotten of God, and he is in the image of Jesus, and Jesus was begotten of God. So people argue whether this is Jesus or whether it's you. Well, you better hope it's both. But he that was begotten of God keepeth himself, and the evil one toucheth him not. You don't have to sin. God gave you power over sin. We know that we are of God, and the whole world lieth in the evil one. The whole world lieth in the evil one. And quite a few people that are called Christians. You can't imagine how many Christians are going to take the mark of the beast. You can't imagine. Okay, so let's go to 1 Peter. And I'm going to look at uh, 1 and 21. Who through him are believers in God that raised him from the dead and gave him glory, so that your faith and hope might be in God? Seeing that you have purified your souls, this is a born-again soul he's talking about, as, as you're going to learn here. Seeing you have purified your souls in your obedience to the truth. What is the truth? The Word of God. Uh, it's the washing of the water with the Word. Seeing you have purified your souls in your obedience to the truth. If you don't obey, every time you get faced with a decision to obey your flesh, or to obey your spiritual man. You can grow in your spiritual man, or you can grow in your flesh. depends on who you obey. You continue to obey the carnal man, you'll die. You won't grow. He says you purify your souls in your obedience to the truth. Now remember, in order to have the power to obey the truth, you must believe the gospel, the good news, that you don't live anymore, Sin has no more power over you. The Lord has given you his life. You must believe the gospel. You must look in the mirror and see Jesus. Seeing that you have purified your souls in your obedience to the truth unto the what? Unfeigned love of the brethren. It's unfaked love. Everybody says they love you in the church, right? But do they? If they walk in sin, they don't love you. If they judge you instead of put faith in your heart 
to overcome, they don't love you. If they criticize you, cast you down, and cast away your faith, they don't love you. If you're in willful disobedience, and you claim that you're under the blood, and they don't tell you, uh, they don't love you. So, unto the unfeigned love of the brethren, love one another from the heart fervently, having been born again. Well, there it is. Born again. That love. That purification of your soul. That born-again soul, which is your mind, your will, your emotions. That born-again soul is what you have to have to manifest sonship. Now, I know there's a big, bad, false doctrine out there about the manifestation of the sons of God. I'm just telling you the truth about it. Don't throw the baby out with the bathwater. If God says it, believe it. Oh, that's the manifestation of sons of God. The Bible talks about it. It's a good thing. Do you want to be like Jesus? That's the manifestation of the sons of God. And it's going to happen in these days. You're going to see Jesus walking around here in the epiphany, shining forth from his sons, doing the same thing that he did, living the same life, loving people just like he did, walking in righteousness, shining forth from them in the glory of God. This is good stuff. I love it. Having been born again, not of corruptible seed, but of incorruptible through the word of God. This is the incorruptible seed. This seed, which is the word of God, when it goes into you, it can only create one thing. Each seed brings forth after its own kind. That which is born of flesh is flesh. That which is born of spirit is spirit. This seed of the word of God can only create in you God. That's all. God's seed does not bring forth man. God's seed brings forth God. Each seed bringeth forth after its own kind. God in you. And you want him to take over. And that's what the sons of God is, because they're born of God. Sons of God, where do they come from? They're born of God. Born out of heaven. Born of the seed. It's an incorruptible seed. It can't bring forth anything but God. Anything that's of God can only bring forth God. It can only bring forth love. It can only bring forth righteousness. It can only bring forth uh, deliverance from sin. If it's born of God, that's all it can do. It can't make man. Man comes from man. That which is born of flesh is flesh. That which is born of spirit is spirit. Having been born again, not of corruptible seed, but of incorruptible through the word of God which liveth and abideth. For all flesh is as grass, and all the glory thereof as the flower of the grass. The grass withereth, the flower falleth, but the word of the Lord abideth forever. Wow. Hmm. So, what is it that's going to last? The word of the Lord. Who is the word of the Lord? Jesus. Remember the sign he had on him? Word of God. He is the word of God. The word of the Lord abideth forever. What is eternal life? What is temporal? Temporal life is that grass. Eternal life is Christ in you, the hope of glory. It is the word manifested in you. Eat the word. Become what you eat. Devour the word. Let it go into you and recreate in you that born-again man. Right? The spirit, the water, which is the word, and the blood. 
And this is the word of good tidings, which was preached unto you. It's the good news. See, they don't don't know what the good news is. The gospel, which is the power of God to save. They don't know what that is. You're looking at it. What does a saved person look like? Jesus. What does a son of God look like? Jesus. What does a born-again person look like? Jesus. We all ended up in the same place here. Just different ways of describing the same situation. Jesus, Christ in you, the only hope of glory. I put the word only in there, but that's the truth. The only hope of glory, Christ in you. How does he get in you? You receive the word which is born out of heaven, that manna that came down out of heaven and gives life to the world. If you don't receive God's manna, his word, you will not be renewed. and You will not be transformed by the renewing of your mind. Every day, the most important thing, study the Word of God and obey it. And if you're having trouble obeying it, go to the one who gives you the gift of faith. By grace, if you've been saved through faith, and that's not of yourselves, it's a gift of God, not of works, lest any man should boast. For in Christ Jesus were we created for good works. One comes from God, one work comes from God, the other one is your own. Chapter 2 and verse 1, putting away therefore, in other words, since this is true, putting away therefore all wickedness, all guile, and hypocrisies, and envies, and all evil speakings, as newborn babes long for the spiritual milk, which is without guile, that you may grow thereby unto salvation, unto salvation. He's talking to saved people. They're saved by faith. But you see, salvation has to come by manifestation. What is the manifestation of salvation? Christ in you. You receive him by faith when you come. Now, they think they've already manifested Christ, and that's all you're ever going to get. That's because they don't understand what faith is. As long as you're saved by faith, you're not saved by manifestation. As long as you're a son of God by faith, You're not a son of God by manifestation. Faith comes before manifestation. Faith is believing something you have because God said you have it, because he gave it to you at the cross. But the manifestation is when it comes to pass. That's when the baby's born. That's when the world gets to see Christ in you, right? As newborn babes long for the spiritual milk. Are you longing after the world? You got distracted. If you get distracted, you will not make it to the prize of the high calling of God in Christ Jesus. You'll not make it. Don't get distracted. There's nothing out there that's important like this is. Now, God knows if you're after the prize. Just look at that Shulamite in Song of Solomon. She's after the prize of the high calling. And all the queens and the concubines, all, you know, Solomon's girls there. But they're all distracted, and they think she's a fanatic. No, she's the one that's going to make it. She'll be the bride. Don't get distracted. If you're distracted, ask God to put it in your heart to make you run the race. A lot of people are losing the race. They're running against the clock, and every distraction they got is causing them to lose the race. You have a certain amount of time to manifest that hundredfold fruit. And if you're distracted, you won't make it. The Shulamite wouldn't be distracted. They all tried to distract her. Notice, go read it. (laughs) They all tried to distract her in Song of Solomon. She wouldn't be distracted. Nope, ain't got time for you. (laughs) Running after Jesus. (laughs) 
that you may grow thereby unto salvation. There is a manifestation of salvation. It looks like Jesus. It looks like holiness. It looks like deliverance from sin. That's what salvation is. Okay, let's look at another verse. First Peter 1 and 3. Blessed be the God and the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who according to his great mercy begat us again. That's the same word, born us again, right? Unto a living hope by the resurrection of Jesus Christ from the dead. When he was resurrected, we were resurrected. We accept that by faith. We, don't, we only see it by manifestation when we're willing to give up the old life. We died with him. Okay, so die. You can't have resurrection life without death. Lose your life. You can't gain your life without losing your life. Remember, there's only enough room in you for one. As the old man dies, the new man comes to life. When they went into the promised land, they had to kill the old man to take their house and live in their house and raise their own fruit in their fields. That's a picture. So, he begat us at the cross. He begat us again unto a living hope. A firm expectation is what the word hope means. A living hope by the resurrection of Jesus Christ from the dead. You have that hope. Unto an inheritance incorruptible. Listen, the iner- oh, everybody thinks that's just what I'm going to get in heaven. You better get it down here. This is where the fruit is born. You have to turn dirt to plant seed and the Fruit comes out of the dirt. Okay. Unto an inheritance incorruptible and undefiled, and that fadeth not away, reserved in heaven for you. We've been given a gift in heavenly places in Christ Jesus. In Christ Jesus, you're abiding in heavenly places. In Christ Jesus, you're going to have every gift that you get. Abiding in him, you bear fruit. That's what he said. If you don't abide in him, you don't bear fruit. They pluck you up. They throw you in the fire. That's what he said. Who by the power of God are guarded through faith unto a salvation ready to be revealed in the last time. Oh, I thought I already had salvation. You have it by faith. You must have it by manifestation. Everything that you believe for from God, you receive it first by faith before it is manifested. Okay, you receive the glory of Jesus by faith. And as you walk that faith out and you're willing to die, then he shines forth from you, the shining forth, the glory of God, like the bride with the lampros garment, which is the righteous acts of the saints. She has a lampros, Revelation 19, lampros, which means a glowing, a shining. And notice those that are invited to the marriage feast have a leucos, which means white. It's just white. That's good. White's good. Lampros is shining. It's the glory of God. She's the bride. She's shining with the glory of God. Revelation 19, read it. It's the same with you. It's the righteous acts of the saints. That glory that shines forth out of you is the righteous acts of the saints. Wherefore, You greatly rejoice, though now for a little while, if need be, you have been put to grief in manifold trials. Yep, trials are the way to Jesus. You have decisions to make in trials. Trial is who are you going to obey, the old man or the new man? That's what a trial is. Okay. And, of course, if you love him, you're going to keep his commandments. 
So what we're really proving is who loves him. The ones who love him are going to manifest. They're going to have that shining forth from them. That phaniru. That epiphany. Because they love God. They're proven through the trials that they're going to keep his word. It's worth it to them to lose their life and gain that heavenly life and sit next to the Father. That the proof of your faith being more precious than gold that perisheth though it is proved by fire. You go through the fire And you come out with the gold. Oh, glory to God, if you love him. May be found unto the praise and glory and honor at the revelation of Jesus Christ. Notice he's already told us that it's the revelation at the last time. The manifestation of your salvation is not the beginning. It's the end. Whom not having seen you love, on whom though now you see him not, yet believing you rejoice greatly with joy unspeakable and full of glory, receiving the end of your faith, the salvation of your soul. It's not your spirit. Your spirit's already saved. But how many of you know, Ecclesiastes, that when you die, the spirit goes back to God who gave it. If you don't overcome, the spirit goes back to God who gave it. But your soul is your mind, your will, and your emotion. It is who you are. The end of your faith, the salvation of your souls. Concerning which salvation the prophets sought and searched diligently, who prophesied of the grace that should come unto you. Searching what time or what manner of time the Spirit of Christ, which was in them, did point unto when it testified before of the sufferings of Christ and the glories that should follow them. Oh, it's just it's just fun to study this stuff and just have a hunger and a thirst for it, right? Okay, look at James chapter 1, verse 19. You know this, my beloved brethren, but let every man be swift to hear and slow to speak and slow to wrath. For the wrath of man worketh not the righteousness of God. Remember, born again is the righteous. Because the born again don't sin. The born again don't go out in wrath, right? For the wrath of God worketh not the righteousness of God. Wherefore, put away, putting away all filthiness and overflowing of wickedness. Sounds just like what Peter said, huh? If you can't put it away, why would he tell you to do something you can't do? If you're walking by faith that Jesus is the one who lives in you, he's got all power. When you look in the mirror and see Jesus, you don't see somebody that has no power. Guess what? You've got power. The devil's trying to tell you you don't. You do have power because you believe in him. You believe his life is your life. Therefore, his power is your your power. And you have power over sin. And anybody that tells you not, they're preaching the Antichrist gospel. Wherefore, putting away all filthiness and overflowing of wickedness, receive with meekness the implanted word. Oh, wow. The implanted, the inborn word. Glory to God. It's the same word as inborn. Implanted word, which is able to save your souls. Now, who was he talking to? James 1 and 2. Count it all joy, my brethren. He's talking about us saving our soul. And what is your soul? The salvation of your soul is the end of your faith, not the beginning of your faith. Because as long as you have faith, 
you're still waiting for it to manifest. When it's manifested, you don't need faith anymore. You've got it, right? Faith is the substance of the thing hoped for, while the evidence is not yet seen. Faith is only good till the answer comes. Okay, if you're saved by faith, that means you're not saved by manifestation. So, we're working towards this manifestation. As we die, we gain, right? Receive with meekness the implanted word or engrafted word or inborn words, all the same, uh, which is able to save your souls. But be ye doers of the word. Okay, once again, the spiritual man, that's what he does. He does the word. He is righteous. He does love the born-again man. But be ye doers of the word and not hearers only, deluding your own selves. The people that say we don't have to obey and that that's salvation by works, they're deluded. They're deceived. They don't want to change. They don't want to be delivered of the old man. They want to continue on in their sins. And so they've justified by having a doctrine that's goofy. Uh, yuck. You remember goofy, right? But be ye doers of the word and not hearers only, deluding your own selves. For if any one is a hearer of the word and not a doer, he is likened to a man beholding his natural face in the mirror. Uh, yeah. If you're constantly looking at the old man, oh, woe is me, look at that, you know. No, you're never going to get there because there's no faith involved. And the righteous shall live literally from faith. You must believe you have received, Jesus said. All things whatsoever you pray and ask for, believe you received them and you shall have them. That is faith. And if you see your natural face in the mirror, you will be a hearer of the word and not a doer of the word, as it says right here. He sees his natural face in the mirror. For he beholds himself and goeth away and straightway forgetteth what manner of man he was. Yeah, act when you have the decision to act. When you are in a trial, which is, again, a, a war between your spiritual man and your carnal man. Act in the spirit. If you walk after the spirit, you won't fulfill the lust of the flesh. If you walk after the flesh, you must die. That's what it says. He forgets what manner of man he was. And so he, he forgets it till the next time God brings it up in front of his face. And if he don't obey it then, he'll forget it till the next time. But guess what? You're running out of time. Repent. Follow the Lord. Ask Him for everything. Pray and ask Him for everything. And believe you've received everything. Well, after all, we're trying to find out who's a believer. Not everybody that's a Christian is a believer. And they don't go very far. But he that looketh into the perfect law, the law of liberty, and so continueth, being not a hearer that forgetteth, but a doer that worketh, this man shall be blessed in his doing. And if any man thinketh himself to be religious, while he bridleth not his tongue, but deceiveth his heart, this man's religion is in vain. Pure religion and undefiled before our God and Father is this, to visit the fatherless and the widows and their affliction, and to keep oneself unspotted from the world. In other words, a doer, you know. You see your brother in need? How's the love of God abide in you? 
If you don't have the love of God, you're not born again. <laughs> so, so you know, we have this awesome thing that we're waiting to see. Okay, let's go to Second Corinthians uh, chapter 3, verse 18. I'll read you a few verses here. And I want to show you the reward that God has for you if you lose your life in this world. Second Corinthians 3 and 18. But we all, with an unveiled face, that is, if you're not blinded, right? with an unveiled face, beholding, if you, don't, if, you, if you haven't been deceived into not seeing what the gospel is, okay? but we all, with an unveiled face, beholding as in a mirror the glory of the Lord, are transformed into the same image from glory to glory, even as from the Lord the Spirit. So notice, if you see Jesus in the mirror, by faith, it takes some imagination, right? It's an image, notice, into the same image. It's an imagination, an image. You, you see Jesus by faith because he's, he gave his life for you and you don't live anymore. Christ lives in you. And you confess the good confession in the sight of many witnesses and your faith without works is dead. So when you believe, you, you speak it, Right? And you believe that you have received this gift from God, free gift, not any of your works, but a free gift from God, then you're going to what? Be transformed into the same image from glory to glory. That's star glory, moon glory, and sun glory. You're going to go through the process. And you're going to manifest Jesus Christ. Okay, let's go on down a little bit. Um, Chapter 4. Even if our gospel is veiled, and it is, I mean, you don't find this in the dead churches out there. That's the reason they're dead. They don't have any power. That's the reason they don't have any power. Because they don't believe the gospel. The gospel brings Christ in you. And even if our gospel is veiled, it's veiled in them that literally are perishing. Wait a minute. He's talking about, yes, the people of God perishing that are perishing, in whom the God of this world hath blinded the minds of their unbelieving, so that the light of the gospel of the glory of Christ, who is the image of God, should not dawn upon them. The light of the gospel, the good news that you don't live anymore, and he lives in you. And you see him in the mirror, and you're transformed into that same image from glory to glory. Should not don't the devil is in the churches to deceive you about the gospel and what it does and what it is even they don't even know what it is they say it's accept Jesus as your personal sin no it's not there's not a verse in there that says that not one he demands you repent and believe the word they don't believe the word they don't know what born again is get out of there a little leaven leavens the whole lump. Get your word. Read the word. Get it straight from the Lord. Don't believe these liars. Seek out your own salvation with fear and trembling. They didn't have that problem in the first church back then. Those people were all trained by Jesus. But they said there was coming a great falling away, and we're still looking at it. It won't dawn upon them. For we preach not ourselves, but Christ Jesus as Lord, and ourselves as your servants for Jesus' sake. Seeing it is God that said, light shall shine out of darkness. Yes, that light, of course, first of all, is your spirit man. 
shining forth through that soul, that mind, that will, and that emotions that's not yet come into the image of Jesus Christ. In other words, the manifestation of salvation or sonship hasn't arrived. Light shine out of darkness, who shined in our hearts to give the light of the knowledge of the glory of God in the face of Jesus Christ. There it is again. So if you're not blinded by the devil, you can get this revelation. We all behold with an unveiled face, beholding as in a mirror, the glory of the Lord are transformed into the same image from glory to glory. We're not looking at the natural man in the mirror because he's dead. We confess him as dead because we were baptized. The old man died right there. Remember that. He died right there. If you haven't been baptized, you need to get baptized. It's an act of faith. You're accepting the fact that the old man is dead and the new man now lives. Read it. Romans chapter 6. The light of the knowledge of the glory of God in the face of Jesus Christ. But we have this treasure in earthen vessels, so the exceeding greatness of the power may be of God and not of ourselves. Remember that. Who's going to do this work? You? (laughs) No. Can't pick yourself up by your bootstraps, can you? But God can do it that the exceeding greatness of the power may be of God and not from ourselves. We're pressed on every side, yet not straightened, perplexed, yet not unto despair, pursued, yet not forsaken, smitten down, yet not destroyed, always bearing about in the body the dying of Jesus, so that the life also of Jesus may be manifested in our body. Oh, I thought that didn't happen until I went to heaven. Yeah, I know that. That's what the <laughs> the tradition See, you're going to miss it if you don't study the Word. Where is the manifestation of Christ in your body on the earth? The dying of Jesus, that the life also of Jesus may be manifested, that's a shine forth, right, uh, in our body. Oh, you say, well, that's our new body. Oh, no, 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 no. Next verse. 11, for we who live are always delivered unto death for Jesus' sake, so that the life also of Jesus may be manifested in our mortal flesh. Uh Uh-oh. See, now that makes you responsible. Here is where the fruit grows. Here is where the dirt is, right? But having the same spirit of faith, according to that which is written, I believed, and therefore did I speak. Okay, if you believe it, are you going to speak it? Because faith without works is dead. We also believe and therefore also we speak. Okay, do you believe that you died and you don't live anymore and that Christ lives in you? Then say it. Let the redeemed of the Lord say so. Say it. Believe it. Accept it. Now what is the reward Are we all going to look like Jesus in heaven? (laughs) Are, Are we all going to have the same reward as some people preach? Well, no, it doesn't say that anywhere. And it's not the truth. 2 Corinthians chapter 5, let's read it. For we know that if the earthly house of our tabernacle be dissolved, we have a building from God. We have it. It's already built. 
How is it being built? It's being built by our works, our good works, just as the bride's garment. And just as uh, we're told, hating the garment spotted by the flesh. You hate the garment that's spotted by works of flesh. Okay, your garment is the righteous acts of the saints, right? So, listen carefully. If the earthly house of our tabernacle be dissolved, we have a building from God. So he's talking about your body, your your tabernacle is dissolved, and he calls it a building from God. A house not made with hands, eternal in the heavens. For verily in this we groan, longing to be clothed upon. So now it's a tabernacle. It's that body of yours. It's a building from God, and it's clothing. Remember the bride's clothing? Righteous acts of the saints, the lampros garment, glowing with the glory of God. For verily in this we groan, longing to be clothed upon with our habitation which is from heaven. Now some people say, we well, got to die to get that. Well, wait a minute. Watch. If so be that being clothed, we shall not be found naked. Okay, when you meet the Lord, you don't want to be naked. You want to have that clothing. You want to have that uh, that spotless and blemishless life, right? For indeed, we that are in this tabernacle do groan, being burdened, not for that which would be unclothed, not for that we would be unclothed, in other words, losing this body. We're not wanting to lose this body until what? But that we would be clothed upon that what is mortal may be swallowed up of life. Where do you get the life? As the outer man's decaying, the inner man's being renewed day by day. The life is here. Where is this new garment like the bride had, this new garment, where is it? It's happening as we go, as we speak, as we walk this earth. We're creating that garment because it's the righteous acts of the saints. You want to be clothed upon that which is immortal so that what is mortal may be swallowed up of life. Notice the manifestation of Jesus. We just read it in chapter 4 and verse 11. Uh, Jesus may be manifested in our mortal flesh. Hmm. Now he that wrought us for this very thing is God, who gave unto us the earnest of the Spirit. Isn't this fun? Being therefore always of good courage, and knowing that whilst we are at home in the body, we are absent from the Lord. For we walk by faith and not by sight. Oh, you must remember that or you will never make any progress towards the Lord whatsoever. You see the end from the beginning. You look in the mirror and you see Jesus. That is your goal. That's the high calling of God in Christ Jesus. Right? We walk by faith and not by sight. We are of good courage, I say, and are willing, rather, to be absent from the body and to be at home with the Lord. Are you willing? A lot of people aren't. They just talk about it, but they don't want to die today. 
no, we don't, no, no, we don't want to die today. Well, you, you really don't have that desire that Paul had or that the Shulamite had or that the sons of God have to be in the presence of God. Lose your life to gain your life. You're talking and thinking physical, okay? Lose your life to gain your life. Lose your suke life, your soulish life, to gain your zoe life, your heavenly life. And where does this happen? On the earth. And to be at home with the Lord. Wherefore, also, we make it our aim, whether at home or absent, to be well-pleasing unto Him. For we must all be made manifest before the judgment seat of Christ. Now, the judgment seat here is translated also and and actually means footprint tribunal. That's what the word actually means, footprint tribunal. In other words, we're being tested to see if we walk in the steps of Jesus. If any man says that he abides in him, let him walk as he walked. Therefore, you must walk in the steps of Jesus. What is a Christian supposed to look like? Now, that's a dumb question. Christ. Christian. Christ. So why did nobody look like Christ? Because they're imaging themselves after men. It's Christ. We want to look like Christ, love like Christ, have the fruit like Christ, treat other people like Christ, go to our cross like Christ, on and on. Do we walk? in his steps. You're being tested. We must all be made manifest before the footprint tribunal of Christ that each one may receive. Now let me tell you what the numeric pattern is here because it it is the way that God gave us to get back to the original. And I have the numeric English New Testament. It's the most accurate New Testament in the world. It says, the judgment seat of Christ that each one may receive through the body according to what he hath done, whether it be good or bad. Notice, the bride did good and she had a lampros garment, no spotted by the flesh garment, Not, no, nothing spotted by the works of the flesh. The Bible says, put on the Lord Jesus Christ and make not provision for the flesh to fulfill the lust thereof. Put on the Lord Jesus Christ. That's the garment. That's the uh, building from God. That's the tabernacle from God. And he's telling you that your body is going to be how you're rewarded. Listen to it again the judgment seat of Christ, that each one may receive through the body according to what he hath done, whether it be good or bad. Everybody's not going to have the same body. Everybody's not going to have the same opportunity. Everybody's not going to have the same power. Everybody's not going to have the same glory. 30, 60, and 100 fold. That's the three bodies in 1 Corinthians 15, that Paul said the resurrected saints have three different bodies. There's a star glory body. There's a moon glory body. There's a sun glory body. 
The most righteous will sit with him in his throne. They're overcomers. What have they overcome? Sin. They will receive through the body according to what he hath done. The reward is going to be according to one of those three bodies. Oh, praise God. Wouldn't you like to have a sun glory body for eternity? You say, what are the privileges of a sun glory body far above a star glory body? There are different glories. You know, you just have to suffer a little while down here, saints. And what you get, you're going to have for eternity. And many, many fail. Listen to what God said in Matthew 13. But blessed are your eyes, verse 16, for they see, and your ears, for they hear. For verily I say unto you, that many prophets and righteous men desired to see the things which you see and saw them not, and hear the things which you hear, and heard them not. Hear then ye the parable of the sower. When anyone heareth the word of the kingdom, and understandeth it not, then cometh the evil one, and snatcheth away that which has been sown in his heart. And of course, you know, uh, there are, there's a time when people can receive more than what they have now, and there's a time when a foundation has been laid for them to receive deeper understanding. And, of course, if you're born of God, you can see the kingdom. Whatsoever part of you is born of God can see the kingdom, and the part of you that's not cannot see the kingdom. Born again comes with its privileges. You have discernment. You have wisdom. And by the way, you need to be baptized in the Holy Spirit just like the New Testament commands. These people that don't want any of them gifts, oh my goodness, no, no, we don't want that. Oh gosh, you've rejected the Word of God which came to give you these awesome gifts. You need these gifts. The people around you need these gifts. Read the Bible. Jesus had these gifts. You can't have Jesus without having His gifts. You want the Jesus of the Bible? Well, just look at what he did. What was his ministry? It was supernatural. Christianity is supernatural. If your Christianity is dead, guess what? You got a dead Jesus. And that's another Jesus. Because our Jesus is powerful, and he's holy, and he's righteous, and he's delivered from sin, and he has power over sin. That's the Jesus we see in the mirror. And he's not sick either. That's the Jesus we see in the mirror. Okay, so when anyone heareth the word of the kingdom and understandeth it not, then cometh the evil one and snatches away that which is sown in the heart. This is he that was sown by the wayside. You might have been at a time, one time, or one of those by the wayside. You heard it, and it didn't do you a bit of good. It just went right on out. Just You forgot it. Mm-hmm. In verse 20, And he that was sown upon the rocky places, this is he that heareth the word, and straightway with joy receiveth it. Hmm. With joy receiveth it. We see lots of people that receive the word with joy. But are they there tomorrow? Are they still there tomorrow? The rocky places. You know how a seed sprouts up. It'll sprout up on rocky places. How long is it going to last? Hmm. Not long. 
Yet hath he not root in himself. You're not rooted in the word. You don't love the word. You don't, you gotta put that word in there until it overcomes your old programming. You put it in there till it overcomes your old programming. Yet hath he not root in himself, but endureth for a while. And when tribulation or persecution arises because of, the, because of the word, because it has to come because of the word, you're tested. When the word comes in, you're tested. You're tried. You're going to listen to your carnal man, or you're going to, you're going to listen to your spiritual man. If you listen to the carnal man, you're going to die. You're going to die a little bit every time you do it. If you listen to your spiritual man, you're going to grow. You're going to grow a little bit every time you do it. <laughs> because of the word straightway he stumbleth. Yep, there's a lot of them out there in the world. They were sown on the rocky places. They were just, uh, it sprouted up with joy. But they gave it no root. They didn't spend any time with Jesus. They didn't ask him for help. They just muddled through and failed. Because they tried it to do it themselves. And the world is full of these people. Wait till they get to hear the real gospel from the man-child ministry. Because a lot of them are going to come back. And some of them won't. 22. And he that was sown among the thorns. This is he that heareth the word and the cares of the world and the deceitfulness of riches chokes the word it always does you love the things of the world you, the love of the father is not in you if you love the father you're going after the word you're going after the prize of the high calling of god in christ jesus right cares of the world and the deceitfulness of riches chokes the word and he becomes unfruitful look the fruit the the seed is sown in your heart your heart is the womb of the seed the sperma your heart is where the seed is sown. And you break up your fallow ground by repenting, okay, to give good ground to the seed. Otherwise, that word will become unfruitful. It's wasted. You wasted it. 23. And he that was sown upon the good ground, this is he that heareth the word and understandeth it, who verily beareth fruit and bringeth forth. Some a hundredfold, some thirty, and some, excuse me, some a hundredfold, some sixty, and some thirty. Oh, praise God. That's a one out of four. And at least three of those received the word into their heart with belief and lost out. At least three of those. That just tells you how many people are out there in the world that at one time had a, um, uh, an experience with God and lost it. It tells you very clearly. And they lost it. And maybe, you know, because they only heard lies, it was something other than the Word, and the Word is the only thing that can bear fruit. Maybe when they hear the real gospel, they'll pick it up again. And some won't. Some will never come back. Well, look at Psalm 82. I'm going to read it to you. God standeth in the congregation of God. It's, the, it's His congregation. 
It's his people. He judgeth among the gods. Oh, my goodness. Who are these gods? Well, if God has a son, it's a god. Okay. Is your flesh God? No. Is your natural man God? No. Can you make God? No. It's the word of God that makes God. It's the seed of God. It's the sperma of God. It can't bring forth anything but God. You say, that's blasphemy, David. No, it's not. It's right here. And Jesus said the same thing. He judgeth among the gods. How long will you judge unjustly and respect the persons of the wicked? Talking about you sons of God out there, you people of God out there. Judge the poor and fatherless. Do justice to the afflicted and destitute. Rescue the poor and needy. We have the same authority that Jesus had. As the Father sent me, so send I you. And he sent them forth with power. What you bind on earth is bound in heaven. What you loose on earth is loosed in heaven. He that believeth on me, the works that I do, shall he do also. And greater works than these shall he do, because I go to the Father. He sent us forth with power to help his people. Rescue the poor and needy. Deliver them out of the hand of the wicked. They know not, neither do they understand. They walk to and fro in darkness. All the foundations of the earth are shaken. I said, ye are gods. Jesus quoted from this. I said, ye are gods, all of you sons of the Most High. If you're a son of God, then you're God. Not you, the natural man. Oh, no, because that's the enemy of God. It's Christ in you. If you don't have Christ in you, well, then you don't have God in you. If you do have Christ in you, then you have God in you. He's growing in you like a baby. He's growing, 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 growing. Keep feeding him, Mom. (laughs) Right? In the womb, right? Jesus said, I said, you're God's. All of you sons of the Most High. And if he called them gods unto whom the word of God came, Jesus said that when he quoted this verse, and if he called them gods unto whom the word of God came, and the scripture cannot be broken, say ye of him whom the Father sanctified and sent into the world, thou blasphemest, because thy said, I am son of God? Notice. I said, ye are gods, all of you sons of the Most High. Look what he says, verse 7. Nevertheless, you shall die like men and fall like one of the princes. Okay, so we we know we have to die. And then verse 8. Arise, O God. Uh Uh-oh. Judge the earth, for thou shalt inherit all the nations. Arise, O God. God. Okay, so that resurrected person in us, that resurrected man in us, is God. Christ in you, the hope of glory. It's not you, the old man, you, the natural man, you, the fallen man. They can't ever be God. That's kind of a Mormon doctrine there. But I'm just saying what Jesus said. If he called them gods unto whom the word of God came, And the scripture cannot be broken. He's saying, no, it's what the word of God says. Say ye of him who the Father sanctified and sent into the world, thou blasphemest because thou said, I am son of God. Son of God. Who who did that make him? Well, they knew who it made him. They knew it made him God. 
If he was the Son of God, then he's God. Wow. God made this earth for the sons of God. He made it for the sons of God. He made it as a a proving ground for the sons of God. And he is going to prove, before this is over, the power of the gospel to manifest the sons of God, which the whole creation is waiting for, including that creation that you walk in, that old natural creation, this man that you walk in right here. Okay? This man that you walk in. The creation is waiting for the manifestation of the sons of God. Look how many people were waiting for Jesus to show up. Why? He had the truth, which sets free. He had the power to heal the sick. He had the power to raise the dead. He set the creation free. Now, what are the manifestation of the sons of God going to do? That's right. You're going to have a lot of Jesus walking around here in his people, an epiphany of him shining forth out of his people to do the exact same works except greater. That's what he said. Greater works than these shall you do because I go to the Father. Isn't this awesome? What an awesome thing. We are son of man, but we are son of God. The son of man is dying. The son of God is resurrecting. He's going to shine forth 30, 60, and a hundredfold. People want to short circuit that. They want to tell you that hundredfold is just a hundred people saved by you. No, it's not that. It's the fruit of Christ. It was his word in your heart, and the word in your heart brings forth him in you. It has nothing to do with how many people you're used to save, and why does it stop at a hundred? And a lot of people don't save a hundred people. And what if you saved over a hundred people? But it only says you can go to a hundred. Why? Because it's a hundred. It's completeness in the Bible. It's completeness. So, Father, we thank you for this awesome gift of yours, this born-again gift, Lord. Let your people know what born-again really is, Lord. The truth about born-again. The truth about the gospel. The truth about what you came to do to replicate yourself in this earth. To have many people manifest the sons of God. He was the firstborn among many brethren. Many brethren. Oh, thank you, Father. Thank you for this great hope and this prize of the high calling of God in Christ Jesus. Thank you, Father. Okay, saints, go and study your word. Amen. Good night. God bless you. For information, materials, and to contribute, go to unleavenedbreadministries.org. Contributions only may be addressed to David Eels, Post Office Box 231616, Montgomery, Alabama, 36123. Purest water made me whole. Let your streams of mercy flow, oh Jesus. I trust in you. Though the mountains fall into the sea, though the rivers rise, I still believe. For oh, your mercy stands and your word is true, oh Jesus. 